Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today on Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 18. Uh, We are doing a new series called Last Day's Territory, and we're kind of half at the halfway point in this series, but I've been having just a wonderful time uncovering and unlocking these truths for myself and then um, sharing them with you all. So we've been talking about uh, in Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 is where we've been. Something that I noticed, um, I was looking through some of the past uh, episodes and on my end, I noticed that two particular episodes, I think the last two, they were kind of out of sequence. So like when you, I, I, hopefully when you all listened to them, hopefully they were okay. But on my end, it just kind of showed that uh, the end was at the beginning and stuff like that. So if that happened, I apologize for that. And I don't know what happened because it was in sequence when I um, sent it to to be you know to be um available but i don't know if it got jumbled up over time but anyhow i got that fixed so sorry about that if you listened to it and heard the end first and was just all mixed up so i i got it back on track but i've just been very very excited about this series and the holy spirit just impressed on my heart to begin to start talking about the last days because you know, sometimes we may have kind of touched on it and may have heard a little bit about it uh, in our church services or what have you. But I think there just really needs to be like an in-depth study of it so that we understand and know exactly what's going on. Because God left his word for us as an instruction, a way of living uh, to show us how to live uh, as righteous people and how to live according to his word. But he also gives us plenty of warnings to let us know the things that are to come and he tells us these things so that we can be ready so that we can be prepared so that we know what's going on so that we don't fall into the traps and the dangers that um will happen in the end time so in the book of second timothy um i i really kind of broke that down in a few past episodes so you might want to go back and listen to all of it in its entirety so you can get all of it and not just part but i just want to briefly review before we get into two more characteristics of the end time society that we've been dealing with and we're going to talk about. So Second um, Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul. It was a prison epistle. This was one of his this was his last letter. He knew that his time had, was coming to an end. It was under the emperor, uh, the rule of Emperor Nero, cruel, cruel, cruel Emperor Nero, that Paul was in prison. Of course, because of his stance for the gospel, because of his teaching of the gospel. But I love how Paul says that, you know, it's because of 
of my the teaching of the gospel that I'm here, that I'm in this place, that, I, that I've gone through all these things that I've gone through. But then he goes on to say, nevertheless, you know, like in spite of everything that I've gone through, every peril, everything that I've been through, I've been stoned, I've been, you know, left for dead and they've deserted me. And because of my stance for the gospel, I've been in prison. But nevertheless, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's just a powerful, powerful book. If you have not already read it in its entirety, I encourage you to do so because it's just so much better. And read it in one sitting. Don't read it like break it up. Read it all together. It doesn't take very long to read. It's only like four chapters. But read it as if you like it's actually it's a letter. So read it as if you were reading a letter, a four-page letter that was being sent to you from someone that was close to you. Of course, Paul, um, Timothy was very dear to Paul's heart. In fact, he was his son in the faith, and um, he's writing him this letter, really asking him, wanting him, you know, to come see him one last time. And he gives Timothy a ch- several charges. He tells him to stir up the gift, to fan the flames. And he also gives him warning, warnings about people to stay away from that that are just not about the right. But it's so very interesting that towards the end of this particular letter, almost towards the end, the Holy Spirit um, reveals through Paul, he reveals to him what will take place at the last days. And not just the last days, but the end of the last days. And in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, Paul writes, and Paul, this is what he says. He says that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And so we're going to just look at that, break that down again. I want to review what all that, what all of that means. And so we have the word, um, actually in the original Greek, the Holy Spirit, you know, the way he said it was also know this, um, but in the in the um, Bible that we see, it says, know this. So anyway, we're going to just look at this. Okay, the word also is the, just the word also, indeed. And it also means emphatically. Okay. And uh, this, um, this, it says this also know. I'm sorry, it says it like this. This also know. And the word this is just this is very specific. So the Holy Spirit is very detailed and specific as to what, is going to happen what's going to take place what is going on it's almost as if he's like grabbing the attention saying look listen to this mark my word this is going to happen this is going to take place it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when and this will happen at the last days no the word no is to know something definitely emphatically with absolute certainty this is definitely going to happen the word that Know also, this also know that points to a specific and important point. So the Holy Spirit, he's given specific detail of the characteristics that will be evident in people in the last of the last of the last days. And it's important for us to know the characteristics to look for and the things that we see. And when I begin to, to, to take apart these characteristics and break them down, you will find out that we see them in our society today in an unprecedented measure. That in the last days, okay, the last is the word eschatos. It means the ultimate end of a thing, the extreme end, the final stopping off of a journey, the, the, the final shipping point, the very end, the very end of a thing. It's almost as if like if you're reading a book 
and it has 20 chapters and you're on the 20th chapter and that chapter has 20 pages and you're on page in the middle of page 20 the middle page so this is the final the final journey the last stopping point or i like to say the final hour that perilous times perilous is the word calipos which means dangerous risky hurtful perilous times it's a specific definite season shall come that is the greek word the word shall come is a greek word in stemi in stemi and it is just compounded with two words that means in the middle of to be surrounded by to be encumbered by to be in the very middle of what is happening or being discussed so that means that the people that are in the last of the last days will find themselves in the midst of all this mess in the midst of all these people that are acting crazy and remember i said it like this that we'll be surrounded by crazies and crazy things all right that in the last days perilous times difficult times hurtful times harmful times shall come they're going to come it's evident they're going to come the scripture tells us the holy spirit's warning us that they're going to come and remember that i established with us in previous episodes when the last day started that the period of time that the last day started was at the under day of pentecost in acts chapter 2 that's when it was initiated that's when it started and that from then until till now that period in between there has been the last days and so what we're in now and it doesn't take anyone to be you know real astute in scripture to know you just look around and see that you know definitely things are changing definitely something's going on and that you know we are definitely in the last day so the holy spirit begins to tell the things that are going to happen so he says that um in the last days perilous times shall come they're going to happen and we as the people of god will find ourselves right in the middle of all of this but the good news is is that while we find ourselves in the middle of all of this to know that if you're alive and you're here that god has you here for a purpose and that just as the scripture says he who began a good work in you is able to complete it and so he has brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this He's brought us into the kingdom to be a light, even in a dark land, to be an example and to stand, to stand and to endure so that we can see him face to face. And so he begins to go on and there's 25 characteristics of people that will make up the last day society. And the very first one is lovers of themselves. And when we looked at this word, we found out that this is a word that means those that are in love with themselves in an unhealthy way, in an unbalanced way. And while it's good that you take care of yourself and have a, a, a healthy love for yourself, but these people, they are so into themselves. And this lovers of themselves is the top one. And everything else stems from or points back to lovers of themselves because they're lovers of themselves self is in the center then all these other categories make up this person because of this number one thing the first thing that's off balance in their life is that they're a lover of themselves and we have to have christ in the center because when christ is in the center it helps us to focus our love where it needs to go and our love is not supposed to be self-absorbed or um, self-preoccupied 
but we are supposed our love is supposed to be out towards other but these people that are lovers of themselves they're self-absorbed they're self-preoccupied um they just love themselves that they're they're the center and they only make decisions that keep them in you know they don't ever take them out of their comfort zone so this is what he said this is the first sign of the last day society when you see this all around you you'll know that you're in the last day society this is people that have a misdirected love and um the word shall be is just the greek word i am and i heard of one um bible expositor that uh said this would be considered the i am generation and we see that we see that this society you know like the theme of this society will be narcissistic self-consumed off balance and the theme the ultimate theme of society will be selfishness you'll see it everywhere people will be just so so selfish so our love has to be directed toward god our family and then to others and so these these people though their love is quite the opposite and so then the next characteristic that is listed is lovers of money or in some translations it says covetousness which it means the same thing and this is pretty much the same thing as a lover of themselves is but these people will be lovers of money that they will have just a uh inordinate love or an abnormal preoccupation with money and material possessions once again all their decisions are self-absorbed and all their decisions revolve around their self they're the people that are like this are super duper selfish okay and everything is you know revolves around their 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 material possessions and they just have an inordinate love of money getting money and uh material possessions and then the third characteristic which we covered was boasters and these are what people that are so committed to being um to their own like promoting of themselves their personal agenda that they'll exaggerate they'll overstate the facts they'll stretch the truth they'll embellish a story and they will lie to get if it will get them the position or the situation that they desire so these people they will just be telling lies and doing whatever to make them be to make them look better to make their agenda to get 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 the agenda or to get the situation and we see this everywhere so they'll do whatever it takes to push their own agenda and we see this we see people boasting and once again this stems back to being a lover of yourself so into yourself that you lie about a story boast about you know the things that that you have or whatever to make you look good and um promote their own agenda and then the next one is proud all right and we found out that the word proud it just paints a picture of a person who sees himself above the rest that they're the the head of everyone that they're they're above the crowd this person is arrogant they're haughty they're high high and mighty they have like a high and mighty attitude they're insolent and they they just think that they're um intellectually advantaged above others and we see this in politics we see this in media we see it in education and these people they set the plans for everyone else everyone else has to go 
uh, according to their plan. And they come in the guise of progressive thinkers, that their way of thinking is just, you know, the greatest or the best way. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 5 that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So God wants us to stay humble because it's the humble that he exalts. The proud he resists. He don't, He doesn't like that. And you know why God doesn't like pride and being proud? Because it's, it's, it's in the domain of Satan. Satan, the devil, is that, that that's along his domain. God is not like that. God, he gives grace to the humble. He, he comes to those that have a humble and a contrite spirit. Those are the ones that he helps. And then in this uh, group, the last one that we have that we talked about in a previous episode was blasphemers. And, you know, when you hear this word, most of the time you think that this is talking about um, just blasphemy of, of the divine. But... In general, um, it is any derogatory speech intended to defame, injure, or harm another's reputation. So in the broader meaning, it includes just any type of debasing, derogatory, nasty, shameful, ugly speech or behavior intended to humiliate someone. So they want to put down who doesn't ever, whoever doesn't agree with their ideology or with their way of thinking. And while, you know, we can have our own thoughts and our own beliefs, but if you don't believe what they believe or they want to push their ideology or their way of thinking or their rationale off on you, and when you say, well, I don't agree with that, then they're going to, like, um, they're going to attack you, okay? They'll say things like the Bible and the ways of the Bible, they're archaic, they're done away with, we're doing things a new way or our way of thinking is the right way. And, you know, the scripture says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, that I am God and I change not. So the Bible is never changing. It's never done away with. All right. It's never, it's never played out. It's still the number one bestseller on the book list and has been throughout, throughout the centuries, throughout time. And has been the number one bestseller. And, um, but these type of people, they, uh, they want to push their ideology and their agenda and want to make you um, follow suit to their agenda, their ideology. We see this all around. We see this all around. Um, once again, politics, Hollywood, education, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is everywhere. All right. And so our job is as the people of God that we don't fall into these things but that we have to make sure that those that are around us, some may be strange, some of our church friends, family members, um, co-workers, friends, they may be strange. And it's our job that we got to help. Hey, come on now, you know, you know, you got to stay humble and we got to make sure our heart is keep a forgiving heart because this is the end time. These are the last days and we want to make sure that we see Jesus when he returns and we go back with him and that we're not left here. So just be encouraged that although, you know, times are tough and they're going to get tougher. All right. Things are going to get tougher. But God has brought us here. He's brought us into the kingdom for this time, for this hour, for this season. And we are anointed, appointed and chosen to live in this time. Which brings us to our next characteristics that when I think about all of this is going to be happening and going on right in the midst of all of these things. Kids are going to be disobedient to parents. So we talked about that in the last episode, how uh, kids will not have respect, uh, respect for authority and no respect for their parents. We see this all around. We see this today. You know, children don't honor 
Some children, some children, some children don't honor and respect their parents and authority. You know, disrespect used to not be allowed. And, you know, the parent was the one that set the rules, that leaded, that guided the children. Children obeyed their parents. In fact, the scripture tells you to children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. It says it in Proverbs. And also um, that, that, you know, to obey your parents, it is the first commandment with promise. There's a promise that your days will be long upon the earth. Some children's lives have been cut short because of disobedient to parents. And you have to always honor your parents. And while this may be the case, you know, in our society, but we as a people of God, we're not supposed to have be in these characteristics. We're supposed to be different, set apart. All right. And so our children have to be, should be obedient. We see that um, what, what will take place with the children and in the society, they'll be disobedient to parents and the parents will find themselves negotiating with the children. Okay. They'll, they, 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 they'll be afraid to discipline them and, and things like that. And they'll be trying to negotiate with, with their children to get them to do what's right. So we living in a time where we're seeing this. We see this all around. We see this all around. And once again, all of this points back to lovers of themselves. All right? Lovers of themselves. Because when people are lovers of themselves, they're going to want to do whatever they want to do. They don't want to do what's right. They want to do what they want to do and think they know everything. And so this brings us to the to, to the new two new characteristics that we're going to talk about today. Unthankful and unholy. And both of these words, when you look at the root of each of these words in the Greek, when you look at the word unthankful, in when you look at the word, just like the, the thankful part of it, it means something totally different. It means thankful. All right. It just means it's just equivalent to thankful. And it's actually the Greek word, um, akaristos. And when you look at the word keristos, it means thankful. But when you put an A in front of it, and this is for both of these words, when you put the A in front of the word, it changes the meaning. It's like it cancel out, cancels out thankfulness, and it actually means the opposite. So it reverses the condition. So it changes the meaning to mean unthankful or ungrateful. It pictures a person or a group of people who were once thankful, but who have become unappreciative and unthankful or they are they feel that they're entitled man we see this all around the entitled attitude we see this all the time and all around when you have a thankful attitude you know you're grateful you're grateful and we must be thankful we must continue to have a thankful attitude and thank god for what he's done in our lives the big the small and all in between you know, the Bible tells us to give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for he is good. And we do not, you know, have Thanksgiving just at Thanksgiving, the, the, the American holiday that we celebrate. But we have a Thanksgiving as believers all the time, all the time that we're thankful to God. But these people um, in this in this category, this group of people, persons or group of people, um, the the thankful ad this this thankful attitude will be replaced with ungrateful unappreciative people will feel entitled so we got to stay thankful all right and when people feel entitled you, you kind of see it 
in the newer generations how there's such an entitled attitude that you know I deserve this or that um you know that 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 uh this, you know, the generation they feels like that somebody owes them something. That's the word I was looking for. That somebody owes them something. And that, you know, they want to live the posh life, but don't want to do the hard work that, it, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, anyone that um, has had great success in their life, it took a lot of hard work, you know, in between. It took a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, a breaking of ground, and um, a lot of hard work. So unthankfulness leads to. Um, our next characteristic, which is unholiness. All right. Unholy. People will be unthankful and they will be unholy. Let me interject this point. When you're thankful, you're looking to God and you're recounting his goodness. There is power in thanksgiving. When you begin to thank God for what he's done, it puts him in the center and you don't forget about <laughs> that he's the author of your blessings he's the author of it all there's nothing that you've done but that is because of his goodness but in the midst of this society as a result of all of this people are going to be unthankful thinking that they owe something that they're entitled to a thing and then they're going to also be unholy now remember i said that um the root of both of these words mean total opposite when you put the a in front of it all right so the word the greek word for unholy is a is a gnosis all right and the word um hosis it the the root of it it depicts a person or a group of people that are reverent respectful and god-fearing but when the a is put in front of it, it it cancels all that out and it actually means the opposite so it means what one has was once holy has become unholy what was once reverent has become irreverent and what was once god-fearing or people that were once god-fearing they've lost their fear of god that's a bad place to be when you lose your fear of god because you you do anything so it can be translated irreverent and disrespectful it depicts those who have lost a fear of god and whose way of thinking and outward actions have become ill-mannered unclean impure lewd indecent crude coarse vulgar offensive and rude now we see this if you turn your tv on you will see this all on the tv screen you will see that in fact it's um difficult i know for me because i i don't watch just any and everything but it's becoming more and more difficult to find things to watch that are Paula Cornette approved, I'll say, and Holy Spirit approved. I don't sit and watch stuff that has profanity in it. I don't watch stuff that's vulgar, that's crude. I don't have conversations with people that are vulgar and crude. I, I don't fool with people, you know, that, that are like that. And so um, in this end time society, this is what this word unholy means. And we see this everywhere that, you know, certain things used to not be allowed on television because they were not decent or they were not, they would be considered rude and um, or crude or just indecent or just vulgar. But anything is allowed. I mean, some of the things that are allowed, it's just, it's just very, 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 very sad to see some of the things that, you know, are now allowed on television. 
and even some things that are in the disguise of cartoons. You think it's a it's not a cartoon for kids. It's not a cartoon for kids, and it's it's definitely not something you know that that, that should uh, be watched by children. But you know, times have definitely changed and are ever changing, and it's almost as if everything is kind of speeding up because the enemy knows that the end is near, that the end is near, and so you know these things are happening. But the Bible tells us and warns us and lets us know what's going to happen, what's to come. And so you need to make sure that you go back and listen to the archives if you haven't already done. So make sure you get caught up so that you know and understand what these mean and do your own personal study as well. And, um, you know, get commit these into to, to your heart so that you know and so that you don't fall into any of these categories. And so that you stay pure before the Lord and stay righteous before the Lord so that we all can see and meet him together. So we have gone through the first eight of 25. And I'm going to go back and read. See if I can read them right here because I got them kind of scribbled on here. See if I can read my writing and not get lost. But number one, 25 characteristics of people that will make up the last day society will be lovers of themselves. So if you've been listening to this to these podcasts, you should know what that means. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Seven, unthankful. Eight, unholy. That's where we start right here. Number nine, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, um, heady, uh, 17, high-minded, 18, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, 19, having a form of godliness, but denying the power, 20, uh, 21, for as this sort are they which creepeth into houses, 22, led captive silly women, laden with sin, led away with diverse lusts. Now, as Janice and Jambridge witnessed Moses, these also resist the truth that are good. That's 23. Number 24, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. And 25, but evil men and seducers shall way worse, shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we're going to cover every last one of these. I'm going to break every last one of these down. So that we are aware and that we know uh, what they mean. And, you know, like I said, you can just step outside, look around just a little bit. And you will definitely see somebody look, parent, disobedient, disobedient, disrespectful to the parent. You can see people that are so into themselves, lovers of themselves. You turn the TV, you can see blasphemers all over the place. You can see boasters. Just go to work. Just talk to people on the phone. You see it. You can see covenants, people that are so into material possessions. You can just walk and look at your television and see those that are unholy and that are just vulgar and rude and just, just no respect for God, no reverence for God. And you can also see people that are unthankful and just not grateful and not appreciative um, of the Lord and just of other people doing things for them that people feel like they're entitled. And so we don't want to fall into these categories we don't want to fall into this list and i hope i'm not going too fast and i hope i'm being concise and clear um with each and every one of these particular uh points i know for like i said for myself i have been learning as well and getting this you know just like with the review it helps me to 
retain the information that much more so that it's in my heart, it's in me. And that's the way I want the word to be imprinted on my heart. Because the more that you put in, the more the Holy Spirit can pull out. And so this concludes our time today. Be sure to join me next week as we will be talking about, I don't know how many I'll cover. I'll, as I look into it, I'll see how many, uh, I may do a couple of them. Be sure to also check out on YouTube. I do just a, uh, just a kind of condensed version of the podcast. But be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel under Revelations from the Heart. Or you can just kind of Google in Paula Cornette. I appreciate trying to build my subscriber list and trying to just um, continue to preach the word of God until Jesus comes. Amen. Well, let me just pray for you. If you are listening to this podcast and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, perhaps you may know a little bit about him or you think you may know, but you're just not quite sure. You can just say this simple prayer with me. God has a plan for your life and his plan is better than any plan that you can think of. The scripture says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that I know the plans that I have for you. And he says his plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Maybe your hope is waned or maybe your hope is lost. Maybe with because of the turn of events and the things that are taking place, you may be fearful of what's to come. My friend, if you're in Christ, you have nothing to fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind, as it says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. But just pray this simple prayer with me if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just say, Father God, I come to you now just as I am. In the name of Jesus, save me right now. Save me in the midst of all of this. And show me your plan that I may fulfill it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Salvation is free, my friend. All you have to do is ask Jesus to come into your heart. And the exchange is that you give him your life. And when, when you give him your life, what he'll give back to you is a life worth living. And so God is so good and he's so merciful that he loves us so much. He loves us so much that he left his book of instruction, the Bible, his word, his word. And just as it says in 2 Timothy also, Paul goes on to tell Timothy that every word of God is, is God breathed. This is God's word and it's instruction. It's instruction for righteousness, for right living, to show us how to live God's way. And the only way we can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let me just pray for you today. Father God, I thank you for those that are listening to this podcast. I thank you, Father God, that even in the midst of perilous times, that you're still great and mighty, that you are God and that you change not. I thank you, Father God, that you continue to give us wisdom as we navigate through these end times, as we navigate through these last days, Father. Help our hearts to be pure before you, Father God. Help us to uh, do a spiritual checklist and to do a spiritual clean out if need be, Lord God. Thank you for cleansing us, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for those that are listening, that have been diligent to listen, Father God. I thank you that even after this podcast is over, that you continue to speak to their hearts, Father God. You continue to speak to their minds, Lord. And as they read your word, as they spend time with you, Father, you show yourself strong and mighty to them. I thank you and praise you, Father God. You be glorified and you be magnified, Lord. I thank you that you rule and reign over all. And that you take care of your children and you've taken care of us, Father. Continue to do so. We thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. 
Amen. Remember that the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.